Hey there, this is Jody Clock, and welcome to my podcast. I woke up dead, now what? In our conversations, we'll talk about real issues that everyday people face should they wake up dead without a life after death plan in place. Join me as we explore the how-tos on preparing for you or your loved one's passing without breaking the bank. And let's not forget about those pets too. Now, don't you fall asleep. Hey, this is Jody Clock and welcome to my podcast, I Woke Up Dead, Now What? Today, we're going to talk about something that is, well, near and dear to my heart and most people don't talk about. But however, I guess that sounds like most of my podcasts. Anyhow, we are going to talk about animal or pet grief. It is real. And if you haven't experienced it, um, if you get the opportunity to, uh, you will know it when you see it. So what I want to share with you is that animals not only grieve the loss of other animals, they also grieve the loss of their human or their pet parent. Or it could be their zookeeper or whatever that interaction is that they have with humans. In fact, animal research in this area of grief is becoming more prevalent when studying animal behavior, both in the wild and with domestic pets. So it's becoming a hot topic. This area of expertise is broken down into two types of studies. The first study is etiology. Say that one, etiology. An etiologist uh, is a person who scientifically studies animal behavior, but it's in the natural habitat. So someone who would be out in the animals out in Africa, watching the elephants, watching giraffes, zebras, that type of a natural habitat. The second are behaviorists. Animal behaviorists are the ones we're probably more familiar with. These are the folks who specialize in understanding animal behavior, including their emotional responses scientifically, but in a controlled environment. So that controlled environment could really be anything. It could be people in a lab, which I'm I'm not fond of, and I don't want to go down that road on my thoughts, but it could be people in a zoo setting that work with chimpanzees. It could be at home, even with our, our dear pets. You know, these little guys have to learn different things and commands. And so the behaviorists are the ones that teach us how to coach our pets on this. But there's quite the history on this. This is really not new, although it's new to the scene. It wasn't until the late 1960s that animal grief was actually validated. And the person we can thank for this is Jane Goodall. I don't know if you've heard her or not, but Jane Goodall has done so much Uh, in the animal world, but she is famously known for her research of animals in the wild with focus on chimpanzees and elephants. And she proves that they have emotions and that they can reason. And while they might not be able to, you know, be emotional or quote, you know, humanized, they do have emotions and they do feel. These animals in captivity, you know, she realized that they were so in tune with their feelings that they had the ability to mourn the loss of one of their own and even the loss of a human companion. I have found that so true, uh, just even with uh, domestic pets. And I'll touch on that a little later. So let's fast forward to the present day. Most of us would agree that many animals, both domestic and in the wild setting, are considered to be intelligent. Not all of them. But, you know, animals who are considered to be pets, many of them, well, maybe not mine, but they're smart and they exhibit grief behaviors based on their behaviors. 
And here are just some of the common behaviors that support uh, what Jane Goodall found. It was searching. If animals were unable to capture the scent of the deceased, whether it's an animal or a human, so that means if they could sniff or smell, if they didn't have that scent, they would continue to look and wonder where that companion animal went or that companion human went. Changes in behavior are often a huge sign. Withdrawing from activity, increased sleeping, and the loss of appetite. Sound familiar? Much like a human. Vocalization. Oftentimes, animals will call out in distress. Um, It could be out in the wild. It could be a dog howling, not at the moon, but howling or cats just meowing. And then there's the ritual. Some animals will circle the deceased out in the wild. Elephants are known to do that. They will search out twigs. They will do uh, whatever they need to do. And they will actually kind of cover the deceased elephant in their pack up. And so that's their ritual. Some will snuggle. Some will groom the deceased animal. And some simply just sit next to them. What I'd like to share is a personal experience with my own pets. At any given time in my house, and oh boy, my husband is patient, I'll have anywhere from two dogs to four dogs, or maybe two to three cats. And I've I've had that my entire life. So I guess uh, we have a lot of lint rollers and animal hair doesn't bother them. But each time a pet has either died naturally or has been euthanized, I keep them in my home for the day. All right, so that might sound strange, but there's a method to my madness. Let me tell you an example. Our funeral home had a therapy dog named Ernie, and Ernie died. When he died, I placed him in a pet casket. Well, not many people have pet caskets hanging around, but you can, you know, use a basket, and I often do use a basket for kitty cats. But when Ernie died, I placed him in this casket, and I left him in a common area on our kitchen floor. All right, so our kitchen is big. So, you know, don't get creeped out about a small kitchen. We have a very large kitchen. In fact, it was uh, by an entry going off into the hallway. So it wasn't mainstream, but it was in there. And the casket lid was off. So throughout the day, our cats would come and sniff. In fact, one jumped up on them and I call them nin-nins. But, you know, they're kind of digging back and forth. And then they snuggled down and Tinky was the cat's name. And Tinky proceeded to take a nap. Our other cat dropped up. That was Bonnie Cat. And Bonnie kind of tried to cover him up like you would be in the litter box. And then I have, well, had a neurotic dog named Lucy. And she was a Pomeranian. And she came over and she just investigated things. She sniffed. She circled. She paced. She panted. And this went on for several hours all day. So at the end of the day, they knew what happened. So when I removed Ernie from the home, there was no question in their mind that he had died. Now, my nutty Pomeranian, she would just go on barking fits for a long time. And then my one cat would actually get in the litter box and poop outside the litter box. And she did this for about three days. And all of that was basically a grief outburst. So if you say animals don't feel, I would challenge you on that and they do grieve. Um, Conversely, I want to share with you, as you know, we own a funeral home, and many times people have pets. So when that human dies, you know, that pet parent, 
if that dog or cat didn't get an opportunity to be present when that death happened, you know, like within a home hospice, something like that, I encourage everyone to take a towel or something and rub it on that individual to get their scent and then place that towel or blanket or whatever that has their scent on it and place it in that animal's bed or in a common area where that animal goes because they will then know that death occurred. Otherwise, just like we mentioned above, they're going to be looking out that window wondering what happened. So in closing, on behalf of our pets and animals, please give them grace. When a companion pet dies or even a human family member, their routine is changed forever. So is their pecking order in the pack. So whether you're at home in the wild and even farm animals, this applies to. Be patient, show stability, show routine. And over time, these guys will, well, if they is such a thing as normal for pets, things will return to normal. I promise. And thank you for sharing a little bit of your day with me. And I'm glad you didn't wake up dead today. Hey, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you. And I am so glad you didn't wake up dead today. Please jump over to JodyClock.com and download your free copy of my family care plan. This guide will help those you leave behind should you wake up dead. I promise. Be sure to order my book. It's complicated. Based on a true story. Send me an email about topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Until next time, thank you for not falling asleep.